Aisha, do you notice how there are so many more small businesses emerging during the pandemic? I know, and there are more young entrepreneurs uh, stepping their foot into the in- business industry to earn more side income. True, true. And I'm pretty sure there are many people out there like me who want to start their own business but are too afraid to do so because like there's so many competition and we all have doubts, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, that's because uh, that's why for our fifth episode, we have brought in special guests who have first-hand experience in starting their business. Yes, and first we have our fellow Taylorian, Regina, who is currently in her final semester of Culinology. Hi everyone, um, nice to meet you and my name is Regina Ko and I'm the owner of Cultivate Food. So Cultivate Food is basically a business that we take student creation to commercialize. So in the future, you will see more and more food product, new food product. Yes. Mm. All right, so happy to have you. And next, we have Ryan, also a final year Taylorian. Hi, uh, first of all, thank you uh, to Aisha for uh, for and Dennis for having me here. Um, I'm currently in my last semester doing my IBM degree. Mm. And your name? I'm <laughs> <laughs> my degree. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so um, basically getting into it, do you guys mind sharing some background of your business and the inspiration behind uh, starting your own business? I'll go first. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so how I started was um, early this year, I was a uh, BizPod incubatee, um, but I was quite lost during that time because I didn't know what coming up next. Should I go to work or should I just start a business? I have mm. the vision for starting a business. So mm. but I remember the day on 31st April, suddenly I was like having a mama time with my friends and then my program director texted me on WhatsApp and said, are you really meant to do startup? And then I was like, yeah. What happened? Then she didn't say anything. But the next day, I received a call to join the meeting and the meeting was about they them passing me the project of Cultivate to turn to business. Yeah. Mm. What about Ryan? Well, my story, I first came to KL in 2018 for college, also in dealers. Mm. Um, I was first exposed in the industry by my friends, right? It was it was more like a, like a hobby for them. I, I would mm. see these, these uh, my classmates, um, they would pay well aftermarket price for certain certain objects and, and mm-hmm. the, uh, sneakers and then I saw some 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 opportunities in there and then I started to uh, learn more and venture into this industry. So like your business is more to like uh, selling sneakers, is it? Uh, I have three segments of it actually. Mm. Uh, they're all mainly in, in in sneakers, but then there's one which is uh, the most recent one is is venturing into brick and mortar. We have our own store now in in, in PJ. And mm. we've always just been doing it in via e-commerce and then also uh, B2B. We do exporting by wholesale as well. Yeah. Mm, so cool though, like having a physical store. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. So like I mentioned in the beginning that, you know, some people might be insecure to start their own business. How do you guys manage feelings of doubts? Um, let's have Virginia first. Um, I'm actually opposite, like I do not have any insecurity in the beginning of deciding to venture into this, but mm. it comes later when I start to make a lot of mistakes these few months, like mm. no experience, so everything is new, every day is a new day, new challenge to me, so uh, recently I do feel a little insecurity and wondering like, am I doing right, am mm. I um, making the right decision or how can I learn from all these mistakes, yeah. 
Mm. I mean, like, it's normal, you know, because there's no previous experience. But mistakes are, are the things mm-hmm. that make us improve, you know, for the future. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at this like this way. So now I don't feel demotivated, but mm. uh, every day a new new mistake that makes me to grow better and I can learn from it. Yeah. That's a really great mindset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I started like a side hustle thing, and then when I first started, I asked myself, like, am I really gonna you know, do something like more seriously? And then as mm. as I got by when I turned 19, now I was thinking to myself, like, honestly, if I invested a dead or not into this into, into business right what what did I have to lose at that time mm. I was only turning what 19 at that year so I, 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 I asked myself if I don't do it now um, I have more responsibilities more obligations and stuff like that in the future maybe I have a family and stuff like that mm. so um, yeah that, that was the question I asked myself um, what did I have to lose if I didn't have anything to lose just try it Mm, we're all young and wild and yeah <laughs> it's, it's great that you yeah. thought about it like that when you were 19 because I'm 19 this year Denise is 19 this year but we're like oh, always yeah. so stressed about like our clubs our commitments and stuff like that so it's really nice to you know like think of something different for your future as well mm. yeah cool cool and for Regina, I think it's great also that um, having that type of mindset and growing together with your business is also something very inspiring to me. yeah so, like, speaking of, um, like, uh, struggles and stuff like that, uh, what were the struggles of managing a business in the middle of the pandemic? Um, so, I do not have, like, a very severe one because uh, my, right now my business is all just online. And plus, when I started, it's, like, already in the pandemic, like, mid of mm. So, mm. I do, maybe I would say the challenge could be reaching out to the audience because my business right now is still new. So um, there's some limitation in the like uh, company. We do not have much capital to spend on marketing because for food and beverage business, usually a lot of uh, company, they really spend a huge amount into marketing yeah. reach out mm. to my audience. So my company do not have that. So it's, I think for me, the challenge is how do I reach out to the people by um, encouraging the people who taste my food is good and then how they can they really actually help me do some referral to one another. Mm. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like our club, you know, where we started out, it's also in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Mm. Mm. And Ryan? I would say um, pivoting. You know, mm. because before this, we were from an e-commerce background, we were doing many buy online and then one year ago venture into big motor and then six months out of that one year shut everything was closed so mm. there was some setbacks there but it wasn't really major setbacks just more towards uh, financial setbacks but apart from that uh we did pivot back into focusing back online so that was okay because it was just jumping back 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 and forth stage mm. and then another problem that i think we faced was Logistics. So mm. whenever you do uh, B2B transactions, right, when, when you do exporting and stuff, stuff like that, money doesn't get cleared until, uh, the LC doesn't get cleared until, until the shipment goes through, everything goes through and stuff like that. And pandemic has been yeah. mad, mad. The logistics company would take on the normal yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a week to export to say Hong Kong or US or whatever. Mm-hmm. It'll take like three weeks. That's three, uh, three quarters of a, of a whole month of cash flow, like, yeah. yeah. So um, how we managed to tackle this problem is that uh, unfortunately we had to lay off some, some stuff, but 
um, pivot them into more towards part time or freelance, and then um, cut down a lot on our expenses. Yeah, I think you know you also have to be ready for like this kind of crisis in terms of like financial and stuff. So I think if the like you guys being able to you know overcome this problem is like it means that you are actually stable and you know how to uh, handle yeah. this kind of crisis which is mm-hmm. like a really important thing when you know you want to have a startup you know right. because cash reserves you see they they they, they, they finish you know if, if you uh, let's say you have a set one year one year uh, cash reserves once you mm-hmm. see like months of the cash reserves finish you're gonna feel like something has to be done you have to give it even if it means like off lanes uh, or setting some, some, some stuff you just have to do it mm-hmm. yeah Aisha but then it's also because like you just had your physical store and then the mm. pandemic started and like for Regina you just started to like you know promote your business and then the pandemic started I think a lot of businesses um were like sort of um put us put it back by the pandemic somewhat so yeah it's like getting slapped by nature <laughs> <laughs> yeah three months, one month open three months later close another month mm. open, close. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and, and like the situation is not getting any better. <laughs> so that's it's like, very unstable, you know. Like yeah. Sometimes like it's okay to go out, then it's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, knowing what you know now, is there anything you have done differently when you were first starting out? Like, um, I think Regina, you know, you started during the pandemic, but, you know, it has been quite some time now. So is there anything that you want to share? Um, to change in the past, uh, like... Mm-mm. Uh, actually no eh. I don't know <laughs> maybe because I'm a believer of like learn through mistakes so even though if I look back at time I know I made all this I'm, I'm being quite rushy to all my decisions and it turns out that all these are all the mistakes that I made but I would not want to change that because I um, oh. I think if I don't if I didn't make those decisions, I wouldn't know these are all my mistakes. So I, mm. I learned from all my mistakes and I can see how next time I can avoid from making all these mistakes. Yeah. That's so nice though. Like, sometimes when I make mistakes, right, I feel like, uh, I, kept, I, I keep saying like, oh, it's my fault, it's my fault. And then it really kind of like worsened like my... Yeah. It makes you like... Emotions. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do some some of those times too. That's why I actually I uh I have a habit of writing. So mm. sometimes I when I feel like the emotion is just coming overwhelming, so I'll just write a, like I have a like a third person of me coming out. Yeah. Like looking at myself and then write down all those feelings and mm. then just put it away. <laughs> yeah. It's like reflections, which is yeah. good, mm. like really good. And what about Ryan? Um for me I think that um because I started getting more serious in business like some three years ago mm. I actually wish I spent more time with my family and friends mm. yeah because most of my friends are I mean contrary to the belief like most of our friends that what when when we were 19 when I was 19 were probably having fun partying and stuff like that yeah <laughs> you know playing and stuff like that even though back then I felt that there was a lack of need for me to do that and I wanted to focus more on business looking back on it I'm 21 now when I was 18, 19, 20, did I really spend that much time, you know, having fun with my friends and stuff like that? I really fought on that, what, three years. And as for family, I'm from Johor. Mm. For the past four years, I've probably seen my parents like some six times only, I think this mm. year once, last year. Mm. I had to go off my comfort zone quite a little bit, uh, but apart from that, I would say 
uh, spend more time with your youth, spend more time with your family and, and friends. Yeah. Mm. I mean, to think on the bright side, you are starting to you know build your business and earning money at 19. Me yeah. and Aisha at 19 were just spending money. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they can have your own like baby you know you don't yeah. really want to like let go of it it's like it's very precious to you yeah mm. and because like Ryan you mentioned like there's a lot of time spent on like nurturing your business and stuff back then so how did you manage to juggle between your studies uh, and your business and like maintaining a good CGPA as a whole because for me um, balancing everything that I have is like really really hard it's like oh, I need to yeah. my studies and I, I need to like give good commitments in like this club and stuff like that so yeah Maybe I can give an, 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 an analogy that I always give to my friends, my peers, or whoever that, that, that asks me how I put aside the CGPA. Um, but of course, I mean, my CGPA is it's all right. But put aside that, you know, basically, like, instead of studying for the sake of studying a book, right? Mm. Maybe you could acquire all of that book, maybe 70% of that knowledge could be put into your practical practical use, right? You, you still need your hands on, on on business. And then maybe 70% of that comes from, from what you study, maybe financing, uh, economy. Mm. Uh, marketing, management, you name it. But I'm more towards the economics side of things. I'm more of the economics side. And then, uh, think of Mario. You know the, the character of Mario. When, you, when, when Mario eats a mushroom, right, or defeats mm-hmm. an enemy, he levels up. Uh, if he doesn't, he will always be stuck at, let's say, level 10. Uh, think of education as that, that, that key, that, that mushroom that Mario eats to go level 11 and beyond. If I didn't have education to back my, my fundamentals of economics and stuff like that, it would just, it would be a mere, I would say, hustle rather than a business. Mm. If I didn't have that economics or finance knowledge, I would probably just run it as a micro, I guess, micro business. Mm. Yeah. So I think students should think of it this way. If you're into business, you really like it. Studying, make first of study. Don't study just for the sake of studying. Don't mm. just like, I'm already spoke, I'm past this grade, I got 4.0. Yeah. I didn't practice my accounting. Most of my friends right now, uh, in the last year, right? Let's say in the first year we did uh, finance or, or accounting and stuff like that. Most of them really forgot, forgot like how to read statements and stuff like that. Mm. If you could, how do I say? If you could make a hybrid of both, that'd be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A balance. It's actually good to like practice your soft skills as well, you know, because it's like practical. That's very important for like going into the workforce and stuff like that in the future. Mm. Oh, Regina, what do you think of this? Um, I actually also a little bit same to Ryan. I don't give a damn to my CGPA. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just kidding. Of course, I still care lah. Um, but mm-hmm. I that time I really just put aside of CGPA. I don't look at like the the grades all that. But I treat like learn um learn um in every module. I just treat it as a learning process. What can I learn from this module? What can I learn from that module? So because I think. Eventually, CGP is just like uh, something that you will label on your resume to show for the employers in the future, right? Mm. So I think it's like also how people value it. Lah. So for me, I don't re- really value much about CGPA, but I value much in the soft skill and the soft skill I can gain in every modules or every activities I join in Taylor's, during Taylor's time, yeah. Because mm. like, I feel like society now, we all focus on the grades, the marks instead of what we actually learn, which is a really bad mindset, right, Aisha? 
Yeah, that's true. But you know what? Like, I've actually learned more being in like clubs and societies, managing mm. a lot of this stuff. Like, I learned uh, a lot of soft skills on like writing emails and yeah, all those important things I learned from like being in clubs and like meeting people. Uh, yeah, mm, we've learned so many stuff. So, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to become an entrepreneur, like guys, Regina? Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. Like, mm. really just go and make tons of mistakes so you learn. And uh, cry if you can, if you make mistakes and then you don't know how to solve it and you just cry one time. <laughs> uh, and I think one more that is mo- most important for me is um, take it slow, don't mm. rush. And um, understand yourself is far more important than um, just listening to er- the world that tells you um, being entrepreneur is the only way you can success because everyone is different and um, everyone have different, I mean, everyone have different path to go on. So being an entrepreneur doesn't really mean a success and something that you have to do because mm-hmm. the world told you so. Yeah. yeah, for me, success is like when you're happy with what you're doing and, you know, and you're financially stable. That's that's yeah. a success to me. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> yeah. What about Ryan? I'll say um have an end goal, a cause, mm. a bit bigger cause rather than just uh you know making money as an entrepreneur. Most uh let's say more of the successful entrepreneurs that that are a certain goal, maybe like uh, Jeffrey Chow or Robert all these people, mm. they have a bigger they look at a bigger, bigger picture that they're, they're not thinking about wealth accumulation, but that is a thing. Um, but they're looking more towards how to uh, maybe service, or service something, an inefficiency in the whole the whole market current current market right now or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe creating job opportunities, mm-hmm. feeding more families, giving back. Mm-hmm. If we do this, we're gonna have to find a way to you know self sustain everything else. Let's mm-hmm. bigger bigger goal, bigger cause. But if you don't have it, it's okay. It, it it'll come. It'll come. But um, before you start something, maybe well, you start it first and then you figure out this model. Always be cautious with numbers. Most importantly, enjoy what you do and have fun. Yeah. Having fun is like the way of life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so we have reached the end of our episode today. Thank you so much, Regina and Raya, for such an insightful session. It's like really fun to, you know, yeah. kind of like learn from you guys. And yeah. I just want to say like, you know, because Regina, you're doing food related stuff and I'm like a foodie. So I'm going to check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. A lot of people say it's quite good. Okay, mm, okay. okay. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at tailors.akpk and do check out Regina and Ryan's Instagram and support their business. Uh, you can follow Regina at cultive8 underscore food and yuka.store. We'll definitely uh, link all the Instagram in the description box. So yeah, don't forget to check them out. Yes. So signing off, making sense, Denise. And Aisha. Bye, guys. Bye. Making sense.